We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're back, Lucky Lucky Podcast, talking Clemson, Notre Dame, noon kickoff, Saturday. Notre Dame, point and a half favorite. They more than likely, because the concussion protocol will be without Will Shipley. Mitchell Evans is out for the season with a torn ACL at the tight end position for Notre Dame. So there you have it. And Dabo Sweeney and Clemson should be upset after the beating they took at Notre Dame Stadium last year. They got taken out by the woodshed and just got spanked physically by Marcus Freeman and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So they should have a chip on their shoulder. But when the ball is kicked off, that chip doesn't matter. It's football at the end of the day. Who's going right. to play the best game? We'll see on Saturday. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But because of that left, I want to play something that was very interesting because I believe since they got whooped by Notre Dame, the Clemson football program is sub 500. Sub 500. Uh, not only that, their offense has regressed. They were supposedly getting this genius, you know, as an OC. 
And if you think Marcus Freeman at the end of the first half against Pitt had some questionable clock management, I encourage everybody to go watch the final Clemson drive and just watch Dabo Sweeney butcher two minutes. Just watching butcher two minutes as a head coach. I mean, it was absolutely awful. So that's why I really haven't gotten on Marcus Freeman about how conservative he was at the end of that first half against Pitt. Because I saw a veteran coach just butcher the end of the game. And he had two minutes on the clock. So this is what, after struggling against Notre Dame and losing in the bowl game, and I think a loss against Duke, this is what Dabo Sweeney had to say about Clemson and how their program is built. You know, I was thinking about it this summer. Um, You know, I I was – I was uh, thinking through it, and I honestly, I mean, for me, we we built this program on NIL. We really did, and and I, it's probably different than what you're thinking, though. We we built this program uh, in God's name, image, and likeness, and that's how I look at it. So, as things have changed, God has, God has always been, uh, you know, the foundation of of what I do, and uh, so. You know, we've been dealing with uh, his name, image, and likeness for a long time. And I think as this new era has come forward, uh, you know, God just continues to bless us here at Clemson. Wouldn't that mean you're using God's name in vain? Or you're saying that God doesn't approve of NIL because you're not giving out money? I don't know. I would never never question his interpretation of his relationship with God. To but that you point, that I understand. Window, I understand your point of view on it, but I, I, I'm not going to put his faith on trial. I'm not going to put his faith on trial. If he feels like that's the foundation of his football program, that doesn't answer the question though either. Hey, I'm just saying. Look, I find it to be very weird that he would try to use that acronym like that. Uh, I thought it was a, a, a way for him to avoid a hundred percent the NIL question directly because he doesn't believe in it and he doesn't believe in the transfer portal. And he just wants to be this traditional football program that is built on through everybody you talk to says he's a great person. Yeah, it ain't got nothing to do with you being a non-great person. That's not fearing. The recruits say that there are recruits that committed to Notre Dame that will tell you that and their parents. Look, man, the business of college football is evolving. So you can sit there and hold on. Well, they say church and state. It's the the separation of church and state, NIL and religion. (laughs) And, And it makes that's very uncomfortable. It's comfortable for him. But it's very uncomfortable to. Put your faith out there. Because now you make the reporters uncomfortable to challenge you. As a reporter, how do I challenge you when you put your faith out there to kind of cover what's happening? And I now I have to be really careful and tread lightly about how I approach you questioning 
NIL transfers, the football program, what's going on, the talent, the roster, the wide receivers, like he's taking he's taking the the in my opinion the Tim Tebow approach. Uh, you mm. know, where you're throwing that as the reason for the season as if you're being every game you're being directed by him to throw a pick or not throw a pick or it doesn't matter because God's on your team if you lose a game or not. But unfortunately for the business side of things, it's church and state. You could love God and still not play well football. Doesn't mean that God is instructing you to play bad, but that's just the same way that both teams pray to win before the game. God can't appease both sides. Somebody got to win, somebody got to lose. And for Dabo Sweeney addressing his program, yeah, the foundation of your program is God. But these other programs like God too. Yeah. You telling me Nick Saban don't like God? You telling me Kirby Smart at Georgia with all the NIL money in the world? Him and Jimbo Fisher don't got God in the building? And that six so, million, that six million dollar recruiting budget. <laughs> yeah, so that budget ain't God like. I feel like the budget would be great to have God influencing these kids' lives with that six million dollar budget. Maybe that is the God version of NIL at Texas A&M. So it's I think it pits people against uh the idea and starts to formulate this at least we don't say it. We call it good stewardship. You know, we call our version of NIL good stewardship, which is very broad but also, you know, smart. It's clever. Yeah. Good stewardship for who? God? Yeah, we know it's about God, but we're not going to say God's the reason. We're going to say our values and good stewardship is where our NIL lies, which I think is very much more of an honest way of saying God image and likeness. <laughs> the GIL now. But for uh, Clemson, it's just a matter of, okay, yeah, but God also want, wants you to win, I'm assuming. You know, God don't want you out here just putting everything on him and then you lose and then they cut you loose. Then what's going to happen, you know? So I think it's a very interesting ploy to throw out there to, to distract from the question that was asked. If this was just an open press conference where he's just introducing himself and this God and all that, okay, cool. But when we're asking about an issue that can help your football team, you know, that's an easy Tim Tebow strategy to distract from what's the real problem. And see, this is the one thing that I find very interesting about that, which, in my opinion, makes it uncomfortable for those that have to cover Dabo Sweeney. That's great that that's your faith. And that's the foundation of how you built the program, how you connect with kids how you connect with your coaches, how you stay in integrity in the program. That, that's fine and great. But I guarantee you, you would take a five-star defensive tackle if he didn't believe in God. <laughs> Don't sit here and tell me that you would turn away. Because, see, every, I'm sure everybody that came through the Clemson program does not share the same values. But you know what he's going with? God loves all people. 
then, that's then, fine. Then, then it turns in. Then it turns into, you know, God accepts everybody, and you know, He wouldn't want me to turn away somebody who just doesn't know. But it's it's a easy. That's what I'm saying. It's an easy way to form God as a reason why you're it's, not it's, having. It's, it's that he was trying. He was trying to be cute, but he's playing a dangerous game. It's a dangerous game doing that. And I'm not. I promise you, I'm not disrespecting his faith. I've never disrespected his faith. I've always said, yo, that's a good coach. Great dude. I respect the way he does things. But, bro, from a business side, if I am one of the regents at Clemson, we're four and four, bro. You can talk all that faith stuff. <laughs> we are Clemson. We are four and four. And we continue to get worse. So I hear what your principles are. But from a business standpoint, we need to have a conversation about this football program because you're starting to affect the revenue, fam. Because, because I mean, he could do that when you got Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. You can guide it up because it's it's the it's the nice icing on the cake. Because you gonna yeah, you, we guiding it up and we winning. But you got generational quarterbacks doing it. See, that's, and that's also that generational quarterback comes from a family. That's Trevor Lawrence's family. He fits those principles. He was the perfect. He was the pinnacle. Perfect fit. He was the of perfect a Clemson fit. quarterback. That's right. And he was good. Southern boy, beautiful hair. Like the ladies love him. Great Dabble teammate. struck lightning for sure. He struck lightning. The Clemson program struck lightning with Trevor Lawrence. From a program fit, absolutely everything. But after that. He got too focused on the fit and not hey, on the, the Hey, tape. look, man. It is it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And this this had me even more concerned, Left, This is Dabo after Saturday's loss. You uh, sugarcoat that thing. The turnovers, our red zone calls. Let's face it, we had a good run, but we're back to just straight up Clemsoning. Now, what does that mean? Straight up Clemson. Hmm. He also went on to say something about they have to let a few people off the bandwagon left. The bandwagon had gotten a little bit too full. I don't know what that meant. It sounds like you you smelling yourself a little bit. The bandwagon got a little bit too full. You're Clemson, thing. Wait a minute. Hold on. As a football program, I respect Clemson. But let Clemson is not one of the top five football program uh foot programs as far as brand left. Did I miss something? Did I miss something? Did Clemson ever become bigger than Notre Dame? Michigan? USC? Alabama? USC? I'm Oklahoma, Texas. What's this bandwagon? Like, my man, you're really smelling yourself. You're smelling yourself. You're right. You guys had a really good run. You had a really good run. <laughs> 
And you know who started that, that demise for you? Marcus Freeman and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. When you walked in thinking you were a college football playoff team, and Notre Dame showed you, nope. With Drew Pine at quarterback, Marcus Freeman and Tommy Reed showed you, along with Al Golden, you're not that same Clemson. You're not. Sorry. And Dabo, <clears throat> post-game, hasn't been the same. And the Clemson program hasn't been the same since that night. So we're sorry that we started this little slide. Now, you know, we can joke. I can joke because I don't have to take the field on Saturday. Notre Dame has to go play their game and come away with a victory. But uh, as I said before, you want to see a program and a coach, man, regressing, go watch the final two minutes of North Carolina State Clemson. And if you want to talk about, at least Marcus Freeman was playing the clock to get points <laughs> and missed out on the opportunity to get a touchdown. He had the lead, was in control of the game, and was just being a little bit too conservative. Two minutes, timeout in college football is plenty of time. And a veteran coach butchered the time. Time management was awful. And panic. Panic, because he didn't let Garrett Riley call the last drive. He stuck his nose in it. And I don't think they even, I think the closest they got, I think they got to the North Carolina State 40-yard line, if I'm not mistaken, maybe a little bit closer. It is really sad what that Clemson program has become. It really is. And I want, we wanted to play those clips because as someone that covers Notre Dame, I'm a, especially, man, listening to, listening to Dabo and coming off of Brian Kelly, I am extremely grateful to have a head coach that we can say is too honest. He's yes. too honest. <laughs> Marcus Freeman would never say no stuff like that to Dabo. But, but he's too honest. Like, okay. Like, yo, we don't have to ask the question. If Notre Dame is going to take a transfer quarterback, the head he coach, tell he's telling you, like, yo, we, yeah, we, we're discussing that during the bye week, upcoming bye week. More, more like, to come. Before y'all even start to, to speculate, yes, we're right. having conversations right now. Yes. Yes. To improve we will this be team and where we going to go. He provides more. He, it wouldn't call it dry snitching. He's just giving an updated. 
of man uh, of what he's thinking and sometimes we want him to be a little more reserved because i think it can open the door for people to nitpick at him but he's accepted it and been almost too honest like we talked about i expect Dabo Sweeney to use every trick in the book this week as a veteran head coach. I expect him to use the victim, woe is me. I expect him to tell his players no one believes in us. No one thinks we have a chance against Notre Dame. They're favored by one point, my brother. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You can use all of that. Go ahead. I don't know if that's going to improve K. Klubnik's decision making, but go ahead and tell him whatever you need to tell him. Tell him. That's right. At the end of the day, like you said, your team is your team. They're four and four, and you guys have gone back to Clemsoning. Whatever that, whatever that means. Taj Boy days, maybe before that. I hope he's not trying to attach Clemson to Taj Boyd. Because Taj Boyd is the foundation. Yeah, that he's the base layer for sure. He's the reason you got Deshaun. That's right. And Deshaun is the reason you got Trevor. They keep it a buck. So that kind of bothers me, man. I, you know what? I'm going to pray for my brother. That's what I'm going to do for him, Left. I'm going to okay. pray for him because he seems, he seems a little troubled right now. You're going you're gonna to match his faith. No, instead of, instead of, you know, <laughs> instead of going the other direction that I could go, a criticism, and I'm going to go ahead and pray for him because it seems like, you know what it looks like? He's been able to hold off the administration with what he believes. That's in right. Face, in the face of evolution and change in college football. And at some point, he's going to have to make a decision. Because the administration might tell him, look, we hear all that, <laughs> but, the, but these jerseys are not selling the same way. These K. Klubnik jerseys don't sell like Trevor's. Or Deshaun's. Or Deshaun's. That was a hot ticket item. We need to change that. People are That's not right. coming to the games. We need to change that. They said maybe you need to pray a little harder, Dabo. <laughs> like you, you said, speak. see, this is the difference. You said it's a very similar belief, Malik. You put it, man, you put it perfect. What do you want? Notre Dame is similar, but at least Notre Dame will put it out front and tell you it's about the month. Oh, yeah, it's about that. It's about the money. It's not just about faith. It's about this money, too. It's about good stewardship. Yeah, the faith. faith That's right. That's good stewardship. That's that's a.k.a. religious money. That's, you know, it's faith money. That's good stewardship. It's faith money. Like you said, Nick Saban is a believer. Yeah, Nick Saban Nick Saban is a believer. But Nick Saban stood up in front of the people. And say, hey, Alabama boosters, we need some more of this money for this NIL. <laughs> That's right. He, he didn't say, hey, he's a, man of, he's a man of faith, too. He's a man of faith. But, but he stood at that podium, and he said, we need some more money for this NIL. And when it drops in the account, thank the Lord. <laughs> there it is. 
The Lord that got us again. Thank the Lord. It boosts us. It boosts us and them, them was filled with the spirit. So I paid them pockets up. As much as we talked about the stewardship thing at Notre Dame, hey, at least Notre Dame is like Marcus Freeman. They, they, they keep it 100. And the pace of change and evolution, Notre Dame is standing on good stewardship. Like, we'll spend money, but it's going to be the right way. Because that's who we are. We're the good stewards of college football. I'm all for it, man. I'm 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 all for it. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. But one of the keys as we get ready to go is the mentality. This, The rest of this season is a, is a mentality challenge for Notre Dame. That's right. It's not about the schedule. This team has been tested. And this team could have let go of the rope. This team could have gone the other way. But they didn't. And they haven't. And this is just another test on the road. Stanford on the road would be another test. Notre Dame should be able to run the table the rest of the season. It's as simple as that. By far. Yeah. And they should be able, the latest mock, in the bowl games, I saw they came out 12th in the poll left. We'll see tomorrow night where they land in the first CFP poll. I think they're going to be top 10 because of their schedule. Right. But they are slated right now to play Texas. Oh, good old and Texas. That would be nice. Notre Dame would kill Texas. <laughs> I'm first of all, let me tell you this. It let me slow up because when I say kill, that's my fandom. Notre Dame can run the ball on Texas. Texas defensive backfield is very questionable, very questionable dealing with injuries. I would be more worried about me personally, Malik Murphy, than Quinn Ewers. I would much rather face Quinn Ewers. Then Malik Murphy. Against Malik, our defense, yeah. Yes, against our defense. Because our defense, Al Golden is coming. He's coming. Right? And I know we have a defensive back. Well, I mean, the way we did Caleb Williams, I'm not worried about Malik Murphy either. Yeah, but see, my point is Malik Murphy can hurt you with the legs. Right, right. And I, he can. But Al Golden, in his defense, he's been, he been putting the lid on all that. 
Yeah. Or at least made it the he hasn't with defense hasn't been the reason in these big yeah. games that we've needed help. At Texas running game, although effective in the Big Twelve, I, they're okay. But given Sark, given Sark a month to prepare, you gotta respect that. That's that's tough. To give Steve Sarkeesian a month to prepare for your defense, it would be a heck of a challenge for Al Golden. A heck of a challenge. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Thank you, everybody, that joined us today. We appreciate you. Don't forget, subscribe. Hit that thumbs up button. Notification bell. Leave your comments. We respond to all. We greatly appreciate you. It is the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Audio edibles available each and every day. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We spin it different, man. That's what we do. Don't forget, Wednesday, 11 o'clock, Notre Dame great Corey Miner joins us on the show. You know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Now, are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story today, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, the premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Petty Junction, um, I don't know if you've seen this video floating around. Um, Joe Smith's wife, former number one overall pick NBA basketball player, Joe Smith, now retired, living out there in California. His wife recording recorded him ranting about finding out that she has a uh, OnlyFans page, and um, I'm not about to get into that argument left because that's a married couple. I ain't, I ain't about to do all that. I think she was mad petty for recording the conversation. Because she was using him to promote her page. That's what she was doing ultimately. She was, using, was. she was using him to promote the page. All right, fine. You know, I, I don't like that. You know, that's a that's a that's a conversation between husband and wife. Keep keep that private. When you put that type of stuff out on social right, media, right? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I think because I don't care about people having a conversation about what she used to do and doesn't matter. No, dude, they they chose to be together. That's it. That's their conversation. They be I, killing I, me, man. I don't know why she does. I don't have anything to say about that left, but I do have a problem with the fact that she recorded their conversation. That's a marital conversation, and put it out to the masses. I mean, it was for promotion promotion purposes. For the page. Well, at what risk, though? At what? At what know, risk? At what exactly. Cost? Just, exactly. <laughs> that's just it. He was got to have a vendetta versus a man to do that or something. Mace and Cameron. 
throwing a penny. The conversation they had about Dwight Howard on their latest show is one thing. I encourage everybody to listen beyond that because the conversation went to their experience when they were coming up in the rap game, basically when Mace went from Murder Mace to Mace a bad boy. And Cam was his boy that hadn't broke yet, but he was with Mace, going to him to parties, taking trips with him. You know, Mace introduced Cameron on, I believe it was uh, the BET hip hop show that used to come on in the afternoon. They just had the documentary. I'm bugging today. Oh, but the freestyle was, show, uh, big, uh, the, basement. the Basement. The Basement. Like, they were interviewing Mace in Harlem on the streets, and Cam was right next to him, and Mace was like, yo, this is my boy Cam. He's next. Whatever. So they started talking about how consent, because they were talking about consent in the wake of the Dwight Howard situation. And they were talking about how they were talking about how consent changes as you get money. Yeah. So Mace told a story about how he they would go to the clubs and Mace would tell young, you know, ladies he was talking to. He said, to, if it ain't happening tonight, it ain't happening. Yes. And that was how consent came up for him. And Mace was like, I love that Mace. That's what Cam said. Like, oh, I love that Mace. I miss that Mace. And then he was like, I never understood why May started to change when he got money. Like, yo, we're going to go out to dinner first. You know, we're going to go to Mr. Child's or we're going to take this trip. And he's like, why are we going through all this, dude? You know, like, that, that's not what we do. And then Cam said, you know, I realized that money does change consent. Like, when you get more money, it changes the perspective of consent. And because when you have money, you just can't be as direct as people can take that. And all of a sudden, you have this, a lawsuit. this lawsuit, right? But, you know, when you take somebody out to a nice dinner. You and, know, they, it, and they accept a lot more. They accept a lot more. It builds your alibi better. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they were talking about it expands what you expect on the backside. Like, you know, like the you, Shannon Sharp video. Exactly. <laughs> if you order, she said, "What goes good with the lobster?" He was like a condom. Because if you <laughs> order that, then we gonna have to have sex <laughs> And yo, but it was, you know, some people, some people. This is me. I have a, I have a sense of humor left. That's it right. takes, it takes a lot to offend me, even if you're talking about me and right. things that fit my lifestyle. Like, you can sit in the front row of a comedy show. Man, if Dave Chappelle did 30 minutes on Christians, I would be dying laughing. Absolutely. I'll be dying laughing like, hey, Absolutely. dog. Hey. It is what like, it is. You know, if I can't laugh at some of the funny things that we do, just in general in life, it's like then come on, man. You can't take life seriously. But they're super petty for extending the conversation and talking about how consent changes with money. It was hilarious, but I was like, man, y'all petty for this. Absolutely. Because I knew it upset, probably upset a lot of people. And I'm glad Cameron also said 
what we need to do is take this Dwight Howard conversation just out of the parameters of his lifestyle and apply it to everyone because it applies to everyone. That's right. I thought that need. I thought that needed to be said because uh, it was too much focus on just him and his lifestyle barbecue and the full thing. So. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning, man. Appreciate you. Left. Yo, you inspired me. I'm about to go get something to eat. I think the missus made some nice turkey legs or something.